0: This is Moneyline. This is Moneyline. 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 Touchdown! This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. you just talking. talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy 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 the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Vice camera, action.
1: Week one, Sunday. We might have started a little rocky, but we're going to get things going in the right direction here. It's week one in NFL, and we've been waiting. It's here. I can't believe it's happening. And I'm here in the studio with the statistician, my partner in grind, at Josh Jordan 97.5, which is where you can find him on Twitter. Josh
2: Jordan. What's up, Jerry? I feel like a kid on Christmas, man. Football is finally here. It was a little. Little shaky there for a while. We didn't know if we would be here on this day, ready to watch some football, but it's going to happen. I'm excited, man. We're going to make some money today. Yeah, that's that's the plan. Hopefully, we can put some money in your pockets. Hopefully, we can put some fantasy winners
1: in your lineups because that's the point here. If you're not familiar with our show, we are Money Line from 10 to noon every single Sunday, but it's a little more intense during the NFL season because this is what we do. This is what we live for. A little bit of gambling, a little bit of football, and a lot of barbecue. I hope that you have that going right now and I hope that we are in your rotation, 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975, which is where you can find us on Twitter. The mind behind the, the man behind the glass, uh, Juggalo Trey, keeping us in line, at Juggalo underscore Trey 48. He's going to be making sure that uh, we give you uh, winners on time and things go accordingly because it's going to be uh, short on time. We're going to try to push out all the games, preview every game from a fantasy standpoint, from a gambling standpoint, and we're going to have a stardom sit at one point throughout this. If you have any questions... In particular, with your team, I know you're asking, you've been asking all week, just texting in random shows. Hey, who do I start? Is it Matt Ryan or Russell Wilson or or this and that? Hey, this is the show just for that. Go ahead and hit us up, 713 780 3776 on the text line. You can go ahead and tweet us. You can go ahead and call us. Again, it's open
2: for you. Go Come hang out on Twitch as well. No doubt about it. At Moneyline975 on Twitter. Get us those questions. We'll try and get to all of them. Kind of a cool situation here, right? Where, You know, a lot of times on the show, we're doing a lot of previewing of the Houston Texans game, but they already played on Thursday, so we're going to do a little less of that today. We will react to the game, but we're going to have more time for fantasy, more time for gambling. Some great matchups today, man. One of the ones I'm looking forward to the most is Brady going against Drew Brees. I mean... How cool is that to start off week one? And that's what we wanted to see last year in, in the Super Bowl.
1: Some were saying maybe yeah. Patriots or, or you know, you wanted to see Breeze make that last run. For whatever reason, the Saints always come up somewhat short in the playoffs. Many are saying that this is that time. They bring back most of the defensive starters. That offense is looking good. They add in Emmanuel Sanders. I'm excited about this. We're going to get into that. I know Saints fans out there getting excited. I said, man, they're opening up with, with who that talk. Let's go. We're going to get into that. Cowboy fan, a little bit of that as well but let 's just go ahead and get out the Texans out of the way. I know that it's been hammered out by now. We are a football show, so we will talk about it. But you know, to be honest, after all the all the talking I did on on Twitter the next day, I woke up and I reread everything that i'm saying, What did I really learn It's not like I really learned anything what What really changed? You know Did I really think that something was going to change so i I toned it i I, I toned it back some because mm-hmm. I expected it. I expected this. Now, I'm saying maybe I went off because many told me, hey, it's going to be different. That's kind of where I was going at. But at the same time, I expected this. I don't expect that much better next week. No. Against the Ravens? I just don't. Now, I I, want to be optimistic. Maybe I don't think the Steelers... Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, and I'm a Steelers guy. Yeah. And me coming out, I'm not I'm not sure that, that, that that's just a, a for sure 0-3 start, but from what I saw, it's pretty much they are who we thought they were. You know what I mean? And yeah. and, and do we need to see improvements? Yeah. Uh we talk about other teams in the fantasy world saying uh, new new how uh, new homes for quarterbacks or new coordinators. We had a new coordinator here. Maybe that's something to do with it. On both sides of the ball, they were in house
2: guys. <laughs> yeah. So they that sure were. That's what hurts you. Yeah, it didn't look a whole lot different on offense, did it, for the Texans? I, I just It felt like they just picked up where that playoff game left off to me. You know, it felt like the same thing. And, you know, if if DeMarcus Robinson doesn't drop that touchdown early in the game, it, it could have gotten away from the Texans, you know, even worse, even more quickly. You know, David Johnson looked good if we're looking for some positives, you know. So, so that was nice. Duke Johnson got hurt, had five carries. We'll see, you know, if he's okay or not. So for fantasy, David Johnson came through for you. What kind of bothered me, I think, was, you know, with, with Deshaun is, you know, he continues to be that streaky guy, right? And he he wasn't that great early on. And, and then, I, I mean, he was really just getting points at garbage time. I, I didn't feel like it was – you know a great performance there and you know brandon cooks didn't really do much and we didn't even know if he was going to play but only two catches for 20 yards randall cobb he's the one i was going after on twitter jerry like i was so upset i could not see that guy getting any separation and and they made the excuse that they couldn't pay hopkins you know and and look at the money they gave cobb what if they just gave that money they gave cobb to hopkins they could have given him a raise they needed Hopkins the other night, and man, they missed DJ Reader. They could not stop the run. But let's be real;
1: many say Hopkins would have. I saw some guys saying Hopkins maybe could have won that game. I don't. I just don't believe that's the case. No. Okay, when you talk about separation, that let's start there. Out of the thirty-one throws for Mahomes, twenty-three of them the, the the receivers were considered open. So that means at least two feet of separation. If you look on the other side, it was less than fifty percent for. Uh, Watson, But something that sticks out here is the progression, something that I wanted to see how it was going to work with not having that number one target that you had to look at. Now, he targeted uh, Fuller 11 times. Yeah, eight ten, catches. Ten of them, he was the first progression. So yeah. that maybe tells you, what does that tell you? Does that tell you that maybe it had something to do with that right side of the offensive line getting crushed? You know, does that have something to do with it that he said, man, I got to let it go? Does that go to tell you that no matter what, he still hasn't improved as far as the progressions? I, I don't know. I'm not saying that it's a good or bad thing because he did miss a few throws. Even the one that he hit uh, fuller, if he could have put it in a different spot, he's still running with the ball. It's just a few things, but we can't I guess we're expecting a lot more than than. Not just out of Watson, it's out of the team, and that's what I made sure that I made clear. It's it's not even about Watson right now, although it is because now he got paid. But it's also about O'Brien. It's also about the other pieces. It's not just about O'Brien either. Those players were
2: terrible on the field. It, at some plays, it looks like they were walking. Yeah, that it's tough, and you know Fuller. He had that big drop early in the game where they could have picked up that first. It was a it was a perfect pass perfect. by Deshaun. And Fuller just dropped it. But it kind of looks like Fuller is the new Hopkins as far as targets, man. You know, and eight catches, over 100 yards. So, it may be David Johnson, if he can stay healthy, he'll be a plus player for you. But, I mean, Kenny Stills, he didn't even have a catch. You know, like, you know, where was that? And, you know, on defense, we saw Cunningham and McKinney have some trouble with Clyde Edwards-Elair. He looks like the real deal, man. He didn't even have a catch, and he still had a huge fantasy day.
1: And that's one thing that we talk about overreaction sometimes in the, in the uh, preseason or, or the off season, let's call it. But this has all been an overreaction. This is something that you ask yourself, man, how the hell did they get so lucky? How did the Chiefs get so lucky? Now you're hearing, uh, you know, Mahomes asked for him. Yeah. That's that's going the story going around that whenever it came around to the the front office went to Mahomes. They had talked, they're trying to get on the same page, and he said, "We got to get that running back from LSU." Well, that running back from LSU is now wearing the Kansas City Chiefs red, and it's more trouble for everyone
2: around the league. Yeah, and a lot a lot of fantasy owners are excited because you had to take him in the first round. So that's a you know, that's a big risk taking a rookie with your first round pick in fantasy. But if you did, and I took him in a league, I felt pretty good. And I feel like, hey, he didn't even get a catch and he still had over a hundred yards rushing, got got in the end zone. He could have got in the end zone again. He had a couple times where he got stuffed at the goal line. So you're feeling pretty good about him. You know, it's like would you take him or Camara right now, after you've seen one game of Clyde Edwards e. lair, if you were drafting, you Go, know and going forward, like let's say yeah. Dynasty man, that that's a
1: tough one. Right now, hey, seven one three seven eight oh three seven seven six. What do you think about Elair? Is it the truth? Or, or are we overreacting? Is he put in a perfect spot to where teams can't load up boxes like they want to? Was it a, a matter of bad tackling? What was it? Seven one three seven eight oh three seven seven six. We're gonna do a little bit of everything. We're gonna talk Texans. We're gonna talk or or we I guess we're going to go past the Texans, all right? We're done there. We, uh, I would say we're going to talk Rockets. That's done as well. It's a football Sunday. Um, I, I guess we'll we'll call this first segment the funeral of the Houston Rockets. RIP to the team. I don't know what happens going forward. Uh, we have to get out that off our chest. RIP to the Dodgers fans that went out there and made uh, funny, funny signs, right? Uh, RIP to them as well. Uh, RIP to the Rockets. Yeah, for sure. And and with the with the Dodgers, it just, just we have to get that out there. We haven't had many wins here in the city of Houston <laughs> no. in the last uh 4 or 5 days. Uh last night seemed like it was one of those nights the Rockets. I saw a lot of people checking out saying, "You know what? I don't even care about sports. I've never even liked them anyways." You know, I'm not even going to watch football anymore. And then all of a sudden the, the Astros came back and it was like, "Hey Dodger fan, remember me?" Uh-huh. So,
2: hey, whatever it is, we got to get wins where we could take them. Uh, the city finally got one back last night. Was I the only one thinking that, that James Harden already had, you know, bottle service and a table reserved in Miami? You know what I mean? Before the game was even over. Like, how quick do you think that he got to a club after he got out of that bubble last
1: night? Bienvenidos in Miami. Will Smith is picking him up. <laughs> and, yes. and they're going to go uh, and make their first deposit on MyBookie. Right. They, that's the place to do it, Jim. Because this is what you're going to do. If you want to ball out like James Harden in the club, you got to go to my bookie first. And you're going to use promo code RADIO. And that's what he does. He uses it the first time, and look at all the money this guy's got. He's not even worried about playing basketball. He goes on there, and he starts making bets. And he's betting not on basketball. He can't P. rose. He's betting on everything else. He's a hell of a soccer better that James Harden is. He went over there, used promo code radio, and they matched them. I don't know, you know how much he even deposited, but they matched that up to 1000 That's all they can match. But, hey, at $1,000, they are tapped out. You do it up to 1000 they give you 1000 a $100, you are saying, man, 1000 Jerry, I'm— my wife is going to leave me if i do something like that well 100s cool cuz now you got 200 and now you're listening to money line on a sunday a week one sunday and that's going to put some money in your pocket and that's going to put some free bets out so you can get a little filler mm-hmm. guys that aren't aren't gamblers all the time the same man i'm just trying to, i don't even know how to read that board dude i just listen to you and i just click things that's what guys tell me i don't even know these soccer like if they even exist i'm just clicking you don't have to you don't have to At my bookie it makes it simple the the user interface is extremely simple and i again they're giving you money to to beat them who does that use promo code radio go to my bookie and i'm going to give you a bunch of bets throughout the show that you can use there again promo code radio my bookie combined with Monday line that's a win on a sunday morning
2: this is heisman trophy winner college football hall of famer eddie george and you're listening to espn 97.5
0: This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline
1: 713-780-3776. It's week one, and I know you have questions. I know you have questions to get off your chest. Who do I start? Where do I bet? What do I do, Jerry? It's week one. Josh, are you going to get flexy with him? Yes. It's all going to go down on this show. We've got a few hours here with you, and we're going to get you prepared for what is week one Sunday, something that I didn't think was going to happen. I didn't believe. Hey, and I'm not saying it in a in a negative way, like, hey, I didn't want it to happen. I'm just saying I didn't. The way the, the world looked three year, three months ago, they were saying that we were going to be shut down years, and yeah. here we are with fans in the stadium for that Kansas City Chief game they actually had a little home field advantage didn't they
2: they did and i actually noticed they had some trouble they were making a lot of noise and also noticed they they booed the moment of silence so that that was nice <laughs> and then the texans didn't come out of the locker room for the national anthem you know whatever your opinion is on that we're going to see some of that stuff this year. So that's just part of the deal. Part of the deal. Shout out to everyone on
1: Twitch Hanging Out. If you want to go over to Twitch backslash ESPN 97.5, everyone, Trojans, uh, Master Taters, Crystal, The Raj, everyone, we appreciate it. General Zo, everyone hanging out. Come hang out because we're about to get it. It's on. It's popping. It's week one.
2: Let's get down, Josh. Let's do it. All right. This is the place to start, right? Miami, New England. We got Cam Newton coming in here, taking over for Tom Brady. Remember what the Dolphins did to the Patriots last year. Changed their playoff seating. I mean, really hurt New England there, losing that final game of the regular season to the Dolphins. This is one for me, Jerry, that... Ryan Fitzpatrick is really cheap in Daily Fantasy for good reason, right? He's Ryan Fitzpatrick, and the Patriots have a pretty good defense, but he's had some success against them, and Devontae Parker has had some success against Gilmore. So for me, just because Fitzpatrick is maybe the cheapest quarterback that's somebody that you'd consider starting, I like him in Daily this week. Eight for 137 is what he did.
1: Week 17 is what uh, Devontae Parker yep. did against Gilmore. So you're correct on that. Hey, I like it. Now, the only thing I'm questioning here is a uh, uh, new uh, O coordinator, Chan Gailey. What's going to happen? What What do we see here? But I, I feel like I've seen this particular movie. Ryan Fitzpatrick, he did it to the Saints when he was in Tampa. Remember, yeah. he went out there on that week one. He's going to be competitive. Now, from a gambling standpoint, I don't see how the Patriots are going to open up. And, and people are calling me crazy. The Patriots can't beat the Dolphins by seven. But how are they going to move the ball? The I was talking to Dell yesterday. I actually hit him up like, man, am I, am I crazy here? The, the two lockdown corners that they have, the Dolphins. So, so how are they going to get open? And now you're installing a completely new offense to to a certain extent. Yep. We're expecting that the the, the Patriots are just going to keep rolling. We're expecting that defense to just be there with all the missing holes. Where do you see – would you start Parker? Would you start Fitzpatrick um, like as far as combining them as a stack? Ooh,
2: yeah, I would definitely consider that. Uh, you know, Gilmore made the point. He's very aware that Parker has had his number. So expect a good game from him today. Devontae Parker is so kind of hit or miss though, right? Like he's a guy that will break your heart, and then he's a guy that will have a huge game for you. So I like that stack – for me I probably I might stay a little away from Parker though. I like Fitzpatrick. I'm just worried that that Gilmore's going to see this as like a challenge and really show up and play well today. But overall, I like Miami here. I mean a 7-point spread that feels big. The game is in New England and you talked about how are they going to score, right? The Patriots well the total's going down it opened up at 43 and a half it's down to 41 and a half I think points will be hard to come by here how about on the offensive side for the Patriots okay Cam Newton where do you rate him this week man I'd like to kind of stay away from him and just kind of observe this week you know he's a he's a guy where I may take a shot on him if, if I feel like my quarterback has a bad matchup but for me he's a you know maybe 13, 14 in my quarterback ranking, somewhere around there.
1: In the backfield, Damian Harris was put on IR. Lamar Vanilla Miller was cut. Yeah, Sony Michelle leads the pass. He's going to lead the backfield. Is he a viable option?
2: Ugh, I'm staying away from him, but James White in a PPR
1: is somebody I'd consider. And about on the outside, the receiving group, Edelman matching up against uh, Byron, uh, Byron Jones, n- newly added from the Cowboys. How do you feel about that? And then you got Xavier
2: Howard also out there. Uh, dude, are you using any passing options? No. I mean, if I'm in daily, I'm staying away from the Patriots altogether in daily. I just I want to see what this looks like with Cam Newton before I put my money on it. I like it. As far as um, just leans and no official plays
1: here, Just uh, I, I lean under. I don't see how points get scored. Lean Dolphins if you have to. I have some official plays. If you want to come check it out on Twitter, there'll be some there. I'll give you some throughout this, but uh, this is not an official
2: play. Let's move on to the next. Yeah, let's do it. All right, this one's actually kind of interesting. Cleveland, Baltimore. I don't know if you heard the rumors about Odell Beckham this week, but yikers uh crappy situation definitely i I see why he likes playing on the browns we'll just leave it at that but so they're in baltimore seven and a half point spread here it's gone down a little bit opened up at nine i definitely think the ravens roll here i'm not buying the browns yet i think they'll be better than they were last year I, i think they'll improve i think tough matchup for odell here going up against the ravens their corners are so good Freddie Kitchens or Kevin Stefanski? Yeah, I'm
1: going Stefanski. Kitchens was terrible. Now, let's look at him from an uh, offensive standpoint. Baker Mayfield, I've, I've predicted he's going to bounce back. We saw that the, uh, the the Browns took care of the offensive line. They got yeah. themselves some offensive linemen, more protection because we saw Baker last year. His trouble was he was throwing while he was backing up. He was taking three eight, 20 steps back <laughs> drops because the, the defense was coming and then he was throwing it off his back foot. How many times did we see that? Yep. Poorly coached team the team was uh falling apart in the locker room it seemed like uh you still have odell beckham out there wearing a quarter million watches to play uh football with i don't understand it i'm not sure if they changed, but when you talk about how do you start how do you stop an offensive quarterback that runs right that runs like lamar jackson you have to have two ends that's what the Browns have. You have, Whenever you prepare for a running quarterback, if it's just like, say you were preparing for a running quarterback the week one, and then you're not going to see one for a long time. You saying, man, that's cool, but we got to worry about two and three. But when you see Lamar Jackson twice a year being in the division, you saw him twice last year. Yeah. You've had the offseason to prepare for him. Maybe this, does that do a little bit something? I want to know your yeah. thoughts. Can the Browns keep this within seven, seven and a half some
2: places, Josh? Ooh. I- I mean, because it's week one, I think these games might be a little closer in general. But I just think the the Ravens have something that is so hard to stop, and I think we're going to see Hollywood Brown get going. I really like him this year. I think he's going to have a really nice season. And I'm I'm curious to see how J.K. Dobbins like what his role looks like in the offense for the Ravens. You know, Mark Ingram's getting a little older. I'm curious to see. But no, I to answer your question, I I think the Ravens will cover here.
1: Mark Andrews is gonna be a big piece today. Yeah. Also, uh on the on the other side of the ball, you you know, you got Humphrey, Peters, Smith, and Young. Although that uh Earl Earl's gone, right? Earl Thomas how do you get, how do you beat them? Do you beat them with Beckham? Do you beat them with Landry? One thing that stuck out to me, three stat lines against Baltimore. This is what Landry had five for one Oh two, eight for one sixty seven, and seven for 74. He had nine plus targets in every one of those games. I'm looking at for be more of a Landry game than a yeah. Beckham game.
2: No, I, I agree with you, especially in a PPR. I think you go with Landry. They're going to be focused on Odell. There's no way around it. I'm starting him in a league because it's hard to bench Odell Beckham. You know what I mean? It's, it's different when you're setting your lineup versus when you're doing rankings. You know, you can only rank Odell so low because he's such a good player, right? I mean, he could just catch a forty-yard touchdown like that, but you don't see a lot of that happening. I think it'd be like one fluke big play out of Odell for the most of the day. I think he's going to struggle.
1: You didn't draft Odell Beckham to be in the predicament week one to no. sit him or start him. If you drafted him this or that early, wherever he went, you drafted him to start. So give me another predicament, another game.
2: Yeah, let's move on. We're gonna go to uh, Jets versus Buffalo. Uh, not exactly the game I'm going to be getting my popcorn ready for. It smells funky. <laughs> it does. So we'll see what happens here. You know, Trey was asking about Le'Veon Bell. I'm very curious to see if he gets the lion share of the carries or if Frank Gore comes in and vultures the touchdowns. That's what you worry about here with the Jets. So... You know, I think with Le'Veon, he's one of those guys. You probably took him in the fourth round. You feel like you have to start him. I'm cool with that. The other one I'm interested to look at is on the other side of the ball. Is it, is it going to be Zach Moss? Is it going to be Devin Singletary? Who's going to be the main running back for the Buffalo Bills? I'm going to be paying very careful attention to that. Frank Gore, he's a, he's, he's unlimited time at the age of 68. You know, he's
1: a, he's a deteriorating by the second. I think they got to get him reps at the beginning of the season, limited off season, four or five starters are brand new on that offensive line for the jets. Four of the five starters. That's not what you want going in. They
2: had to do though. They were awful.
1: They were all that whole team. Though is falling apart. Look at the, look at the receiving options. I mean, their they're tight end might be one of the better. I mean, Jamison Crowder, but how's he going to get open on Tradavius White?
2: I don't think he is. I mean, <laughs> this is just one of those games. I mean, the over-under is 39 and a half. That, that tells you what they think about the amount of points in this game. How about on the offensive side for the Bills? Do
1: you see Stefan Diggs making uh, Allen that much better of a passer? Does does he use that arm
2: to get him di- beat deep? What, what do they do? Um, do you see anything that you can start as far as DFS I mean, I think Diggs is kind of interesting. I think they need to throw more intermediate routes to him because Josh Allen, yeah, he's got the big arm, but he's not accurate. So if they can just focus on stuff that's a little closer to him, maybe they can get first downs and just move the ball down the field. I got a
1: a pick on this particular game. It's going to come up on Money on My Mind. It's a little bit later on throughout this show. But just uh, one thing about Allen, how you said he worked all offseason with North Turner trying to get that Cam Newton feel. Yeah. Okay, and that's what he worked on supposedly. That's the feel he was going for. He knows that Cam Newton's not that great of a passer, but he can make plays. He's more of an athlete. We are more winners here. We got winners. We've got fantasy plays. We've got a little bit of everything. It's Moneyline. It's Week 1. It's ESPN 97. It's ESPN 97
0: five ESPN 97.5
2: if you love supporting local Texas nonprofits and great coffee then Cats Coffees are for you help give back to places like Enchanted Rock and Buffalo Bayou by going to catscoffee.com use the promo code ESPN20 for 20% off
0: You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776
1: at Moneyline 97.5, which is where you can find us on Twitter. It's Josh Jordan at Josh Jordan 97.5. It's Juggalo Trey at Juggalo underscore Trey 48. And it's your man at Jerry Bonos with a Z. This is Moneyline. This is week one. This is ESPN 97.5. Getting you ready for kickoff, getting that barbecue pit. Tasting or or getting ready to put that steak to taste perfection. That's what we're looking for, and
2: we're looking for perfection as far as bets and some of these fantasy plays. Let's get to the next game. All right, let's do it. All right, we left off there where we were talking about the Buffalo Jets game. Now onward and upward, Las Vegas, Jerry. We have a Las Vegas team now. I don't know if you heard about that. (laughs) They're playing Carolina. Interesting game here. Josh Jacobs, you got to like him this week. You're starting Christian McCaffrey. DJ Moore, I think, could have a really nice week. As far as the game, I mean, looks like the Raiders are favored here by three. What do you think about this one? From a gambling standpoint, I gave out the trend earlier.
1: Teddy Bridgewater, as an underdog, has only lost three times out of over 20-game sample. (laughs) So just lose outright, not even just cover the spread. So whenever he's underdog, he wins. I'm scared as, as far as that whole team. If you talk about a team that's going to have a new look, that team from uh, defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, head coach, uh, new quarterback, yep. uh, bringing in Robbie Anderson. I mean, the whole team. And then when you look at when we talk, we'd like to talk down on the Texans defense. Like, what did they do to improve? What did the Panthers do to improve? Nothing. If anything, they took a step back. You had some, some retirements. Um, they're in trouble. But... I'm not sure that you can trust that Raiders team. I'm just not that sure. I'm not, uh, I know that Jacobs is going to have a big game today. He's going to be real, real popular because he's in the mid range as far as running backs in the DFS world. He's going to be highly owned. But in cash games, plug in Jacobs.
2: No, I, I like that. What do you think about Ruggs this week? I, I, this is his opportunity. Yeah. There's,
1: there's opportunity there right now. I think that they're going to, the Raiders don't know what they have yet. I think they're going to. The Raiders are one team that we're going to learn real quick because they relied on the tight end a lot. Yeah. Because Carr won't push the ball down the field. And that's the thing. So then how does Ruggs get the ball? Because Ruggs is predominantly a guy that runs after the catch. He's known for making – so they're saying that he's going to be getting the ball and getting the ball to him quick, which plays to Carr, which I like That while you're thinking. Yeah. Of. If it's – that's what Carr has trouble with, and Ruggs is the guy that in college had all, all his yards after the catch. 4 2 That's who he is. Yeah. He's the after-the-catch guy. That's who he is.
2: He, he makes you miss in the open field. Look for them to make quick passes. I like that. That's sneaky. They're going to try and get him the ball. You don't take him that early in the draft if you don't want to use him. But Jerry is right. Proceed with caution. He's a rookie playing in his first NFL game with with Derek Carr. So you can't get too excited about that. 48, that's the total for this one. So, you know, not a crazy amount of points, but a fair amount of points. So we'll see how that one goes. And, And early in the season, guys, when you're trying to set your fantasy lineup, maybe your defense, a good way to do that is to look at the total for the game and then see what the spread is, so then you can kind of, you know, in whose favor, and then you can kind of predict how many points Vegas expects each team to score, and then that can help you make some decisions on which fantasy defense to play. Uh, any more on this one, or you want to move on? Let's go. All right, this this is a game I'm excited about. Seattle, Atlanta, here. This is it's going to be in Atlanta. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this one. The totals at 49, so should be a lot of a lot of scoring. I really like Calvin Ridley. I, I I like the Atlanta offense, man. And you know why, especially for fantasy, they throw the ball, Jerry. They throw it a lot. Yeah, and that's what you're going to see here. Um, what, what, how does
1: Atlanta excel whenever they have time? And that's what the, the – they don't have a pass rush in Seattle. That's one thing that they lack. So what's going to happen here? The team that was ranked, I think, believe 26th in pass rush. That's what they were. Matt Ryan's going to sit back there. He's going to pick them off. I don't see how they can contend with them. Now you look on the other side, though, and can the Seattle can they score? I think the Seahawks can, although they we've known as of late to be a predominantly running team. They run a lot. But I think Russell Wilson's going to have to throw. And uh, the the motto, the hashtag going around Seattle is uh, let Russ cook you know that they're saying let him go early let the chains off and I think that that's what they're going to look for Seattle's looking to let him I mean this is DK Metcalf yeah
2: it's about to say
1: yeah so check it out just for you guys playing in DraftKings Millionaire Makers or any of those big ones this is a strategy you have to take and I I went through a lot of articles and I started saying well those winning lineups that beat that win millions of dollars the ones that win up top of these biggest fields what do they do you have to game stack okay and what's a game stack so out of The Millionaire Makers last year, at least 45% of the teams use in-game stacks of two on one side and then come back with the other one on the other side. So saying, if on this game, you said, I'm going to go Matt Ryan and then either Julio or or Ridley or Gurley, or you can use two of those. Then you come back and you're saying, well, if they go off, then someone on that other side is going to go off and you come back on the other side with Metcalf or Lockett. So if if you want to make your move in one of those big contests, you have to correlate with in-game because you're saying... uh, It's harder to depict... This guy from this game is going to go off. This guy's going to go off. This guy's going to go off when they have no correlation to each other. If you can correlate it, hey, this is going to be a shootout. Maybe both teams hit 30. You see it's one of the higher totals. And then say it does go over and, and and Matt Ryan is having time, then Russell's going to have to throw to somebody. Hopefully you can pick that one somebody.
2: Man, that's that same logic that you talk about. If you think one quarterback's going to go off, probably the opponent quarterback's going to go off too because they'll be chasing points, right?
1: And that's what you do. So at that point right there. So say everyone was on X player this week. Lamar Jackson north and another team uh let's say everyone was on Kyler Murray because they that offense is going to show up and show out this year so then what happens on the other side if Kyler Murray's supposed to score and, and he he runs at a fast offense what's that do Garoppolo's going to have to keep up, supposedly, and Garoppolo's going to get more snaps. So, don't,
2: if everyone's going Z, you zag the other way. No, that's good advice. What do you think about it? this? is kind of weird, right? It opened with Seattle being a one point favorite, and now Atlanta's a one point favorite. Do you make anything of that? Just the money that's coming in? Sharp money's been hitting Atlanta for whatever reason. Again, a lot of people are on
1: Seattle because they got Adams back there. They got, but, but there's a lot of holes on that defense. They lose Clowney, not to say that he was such, but they don't really have a, a, a good up front defense. Um, I don't think that they're going to be as good as people think they are. This is a tricky game against an Atlanta defense uh, offense that returns a lot of pieces, they do have Gurley now. They do have a new tight end, but they return the the, the coaching staff, the quarterback. They've been building that
2: offensive line for Matt Ryan for years. Uh, it's trouble, I think. And remember, their defense was really bad early in the year, but they pulled it together in the second half of the season.
1: Injuries played
2: a big part. They're yes. going to get uh, – what, Beasley was it they got hurt for the – they get a lot of those pieces back. Be careful with Atlanta. I'm actually on Atlanta. I got them at, at plus value before the line moved, so I'm feeling good about the Falcons today. Uh, let's move on quickly here. Eagles, Washington. This one's pretty big because Miles Sanders doesn't look like he's going to go. He's out. He didn't even make the uh, the trip. So Boston Scott becomes the guy that everybody's talking about. I have Miles Sanders in two of my leagues. I drafted Boston Scott in both of those leagues just in case because we knew that Sanders was dealing with that hamstring. I like him as like a top 15 running back in a PPR this week. What do you think? Boston Scott, the mighty,
1: mighty Boston Scott, uh-huh. because that's what the fantasy world is painting, Matt. P- be prepared. Whenever the fantasy DFS locks, he's going to be over 50% owned.
2: He's a free space this week for a lot of people.
1: A lot of people because you're expecting him to, okay, what do I need? I have someone that costs 4800 on DraftKings. I don't need maybe but about 15, 18 points. Now, where do you separate yourself here? If you find someone else around that range that way goes over exceeded expectations. And I got somebody named Chris Thompson that I'm going to give you later on during when we break down that show but uh, or that game. But for right now... Boston Scott in every
2: cash game lineup, that's a free space. No doubt about it. And he's a guy that, you know, he was good last year, too. And he catches a lot of passes, so especially in a PPR, I really like him. And I mean, he was catching four or five passes a week when Miles Sanders was even playing last year. So with him getting the majority of the touches today, I think that's a real sneaky good play. And if you have Miles Sanders, go ahead and pick up Boston Scott. Start him. You should, you should feel good about that. I know it's week one. It feels icky, you know, to be playing Too a backup early. running back. Yeah, but he's going to get the touches, so get him in there. On the other side of the ball, Washington. Ugh. What do we think about this? Man, you know what? It's got sneaky, right?
1: Washington, the cheapest defense in DFS. I'm starting them just because they're cheap. 2,000. I mean, mm-hmm. they're bare minimum. What happens on the other side of the ball? Uh, an offensive line that's makeshift right now. They're, they're rotating guys out of in and out of positions. They don't really have that strong of a run game. I, this is trouble. I think that the offensive defensive front for, for
2: the Washington Redskins or the Washington football team, excuse me, can create pressure. They can, and I was listening to Greg Cosell, you know, from NFL Films on a podcast. He said the defensive line on the Red—I almost said it on the Washington football team—is really good. And I think Trey Lane Johnson's supposed to be out today, right? That's correct. Lane jo- they are out. Seven starters. The Eagles are. Ooh, so I mean, that's that should tell you something right there. Eagles still favored by six on the road, though. Hey, it's it's just it just this stinks. This game. I do think Philly should
1: go out there and beat him up. Well, you know what? There's certain things in life that we know. We know Sammy Watkins shows up in week ones, and then he goes in disappearing acts. Well, we know that one, Deshaun Jackson. Yes. he always shows up in week ones, and I could just see him right now galloping backwards into the end zone, starting at that 15 yard line because the the Washington football team couldn't keep up with him. Give me all the Deshaun Jackson.
2: Stock that I can get. No, he's in all my daily leagues this week. And remember, guys, he likes beating up on his former team as well. So it's not just a week one thing. There's a couple reasons that you should like Deshaun this week. And, guys, if you want to bet on it, if you want to put a little – you know play the total on the amount of yards Deshaun's going to have you can do that player prop over at my bookie you can go pull up that number and you can put some money on it and guys football's finally here this is the best time of year to get over to my bookie put in your initial deposit up to 1000 bucks they will match it you put in 500 they'll match 500 and then you're playing with house money this week take some of Jerry's picks take some of these fantasy props bet some money on it at mybookie.ag guys they also have UFC MLB golf soccer I mean, They have everything over there. NBA's still going even though the Rockets are out, so you can make a little bit of money, guys. You want to go to mybookie.ag, get in that first deposit, and you're going to want to use promo code RADIO. That's how you get that great promo offer to where they'll match your money, guys. That's why you go to mybookie because it's easy. They always pay. You bet you win. They pay mybookie.ag, promo code RADIO.
0: So call into the HRP listener line. Dial 713 780 ESPN. Dial the phone. Looking to outsource your company's HR and payroll? Get the top initiative and smart solutions with HRP.net. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back
1: to Moneyline 713-780-3776. Week one, it smells, it's in the air, and we are a little bit over an hour away from you and your fantasy teams trying to reach that trophy, trying to reach that goal, or your bets on my bookie trying to reach a daily goal or your weekly goal so you can withdraw, and that's an easy process over at my bookie. Let's give them more games. Let's give them something else to bet on because right now I'm getting from the text line, under 42.5 sounds good in the Eagles, Washington. Game, what
2: do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't feel that good about Washington scoring a lot of points. And you know, I like I like Carson Wentz, but you know, it's not like he. You know, Alshon Jeffrey's not playing. You know, I think Deshaun Jackson, like we talked about, he could get a little something going. Yeah, I I like that under there too. I don't see a lot of points in that game. Yeah, me neither. What other game can we get into? All right, let's let's move it along here. This one's interesting to me: Chicago at Detroit. For me, I think Marvin Jones could be a sneaky play this week. If Galladay's not going, that could be a really nice sleeper. I think that's where you have to go this week. That
1: game has sneaky, sneaky shootout, right? Because when you look at Mitchell Trubisky historically throughout his career, his Lions matchup is where he usually shines. Why? Because the Lions ain't really that good on defense. And also, he sees them multiple times a year. He's seen them, so it's not like they throw crazy looks at him. So at that point, he has to play what he knows. And coming into the first game of the year, this is where game script sticks. And as long as the game doesn't get away from him, you're not expecting so much out of Trubisky. This could be his moment.
2: A lot of stacks. Trubisky with Allen Robinson and Miller as well. I like that. I was listening to Greg Cosell preview this game, and he said one of the Things about the Lions is they they disguise their defense almost the least out of most teams in the NFL. So that makes sense that Trubisky plays well against them because he knows what he's looking at. They're not disguising much. So that makes sense there as well. For me, I'm looking at Montgomery and I'm looking at Cohen for the Bears. I think both of those guys are worth starting this week.
1: Yeah, no, I like them both. That's the stack. If you go to stack Trubisky, then you need to stack him with because he can also run one in, but then I think it's Cohen and Robinson. If you don't want to go Robinson, you could get Miller. A little bit cheaper, and then uh, there's, and then again, remember how I said go two or three from one team and jump back on the other side? Then you jump back with Marvin Jones.
2: No, I like that a lot, and I've got Allen Robinson in both my DraftKings lineups this week and Deshaun Jackson, so uh, we're playing these guys. I've also got Cohen in one of those leagues. I like Cohen a lot better in a, a full PPR league because I think that's where he's really going to help out your team, but no, I. I I think this is an interesting I think this is a good a good game for fantasy football. I think we're going to see some points here. I think I think so as well. If you
1: look at also just from the defensive standpoint, so much has changed. Slay's not even there for the uh right. for the Lions. So who's out there? I think they got Trufon out there again. They got a rookie. On, yeah, a uh, yeah, rookie on the other side. I, so,
2: I just got weird that that rookie, Ukta, that y'all were mentioning, inactive, will not play today.
1: So imagine that. They got True fun and then that, they were relying on a rookie. Make sure that you get some guys in from this team because I believe there is going to be some silly points. And Danny Amendola might make his way into the Millionaire Maker out of nowhere. That just somehow
2: happens. You're like, he's been banged up too, though. Yeah. So, I mean, guys— we're going to keep updating you on these on you know these actives and inactives but no you're right Jerry if he's in there he could do something. Yeah, for sure. Let's move on to the next one. Yeah, let's do it. Indy at Jacksonville. This one I like this game here because I like Marlon Mack. Trey and I were talking a little earlier. He was trying to decide between Marlon Mack and Amari Cooper and right now I I'd kind of go with Marlon Mack. I think that they're going to run the ball a lot. I think Jacksonville stinks. I think the Colts are going to get up big in this one and they're just going to run the clock out. So I like the Colts, a lot of their skill players in this game. Me too. I, uh, game script is something that you try to predict. If the line is at eight points
1: and you're predicting that they're going to beat them up so bad, then there's going to be a lot of running. How many touches do you need out of Mac to get your values worth? I'd say at least 15. I'm not sure how many touches out of that complete backfield. Uh, it doesn't seem like a Heinz game. It doesn't seem like they'd be playing from behind. So how many in-between tackles does Heinz get? This is where you see the rookie a little bit, but how much do you really want to throw the rookie out there in a blowout game? Is this Again, that's going to where you got to think about how they're thinking. Do you think that they say, hey, why are we going to blow our rookie out like this? Or hey, this is a perfect chance to get our rookie to get comfortable and beat up on a team that we're up double digits on. So no, that's a good point. However you
2: think that that's going to happen, that's where you find the, the pudding. This is the guys that we want to be watching this week a lot. Jonathan Taylor with the Colts, the rookie. How much does he play? We want to know what that that timeshare is going to be with with him and Marlon Mack. Zach Moss with the Bills. We talked about him earlier in, in Singletary. Who's going to get most of the touches there? There's there's a lot of unknown. It's week one. There's a lot of rookies that didn't have any preseason games, guys, so be careful with these rookies week one. We don't know how much they're going to touch the ball. It's not always going to be like Clyde Edwards-E where he comes <laughs> yeah. out and gets over 20 rushes. Now, something sneaky here. Chris Thompson Check this out.
1: Chris Thompson, when he had those 109 league high receptions for uh, running backs, who was his offensive coordinator? Jay Gruden. Mm. Where is Jay Gruden at now? Yeah, he's there. In a game that they're supposed to be behind, double digits. You're telling me that I mean who's going to run the ball? That right now they got James Robinson, an, an undrafted free agent, that he's going to run the ball. That's who's, who that's who's starting right now. So you're telling me that Jake Rudin's not going to use Chris Thompson in a game that 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 he's going to be behind and Chris Thompson going off at four thousand in the in the DFS
2: world. That's a sleeper play. That's if That's a ever good seen play, one. guys. I mean you got to think he catches a minimum of four or five passes, right? That's five, and then say he sneaks in the end zone out of nowhere. I mean, how much are they giving James Robinson, an undrafted free agent? No, that's fair. I mean, we know the offensive line's not that good, but... To your point, Thompson's going to get that in the passing game, so we'll have a little bit of space to get something going. Yeah. The other guy I like, too, is DJ Chark in this game. His because popping up. They're going to be chasing points, and he's their downfield threat. He's a good player, too, and him and Gardner Minshew, they have some nice chemistry together. I like it. We found a little something out of nothing. Yeah, I mean, guys, we found something in a Jags game. I mean, come on. That's pretty good. Let's move on. This one is going to be exciting. Green Bay at Minnesota. Oh, there you go, Trey. Listen on ESPN ninety seven five and ESPN ninety two five. Jerry and I, we need to mention we're we're on both stations now. So if you're on the west side of town, you know, maybe northwest side, and you know, maybe the station isn't quite the reception that you hope it would be, go over to ninety two five. It's the exact same programming. You can hear a money line on both stations. So if you have an issue on the west side, check out ninety two five. But back to the game. Green Bay, Minnesota, a couple playoff teams here, Jerry. Vikings favored by two and a half at home. What do you think about this one? I think the wrong team is favored here. Mm. I do. I believe.
1: Okay, so what do you have up front? That that uh, Green Bay front, they're pretty good. Now, they lack a little bit of talent in the back end. They're a little young, but up front, they can create. Now, you look on the other side, Dalvin Cook, I don't know. I mean, we know he was, had held out. Just got paid. Just got paid. I'm not sure. When You know when these guys get paid, I'm not sure what happens next. Now, on the receiving group, we know they lost digs. How are they going to move the ball consistently? And this is what sticks out to me. One of the youngest receivers, I think they believe believed that the second youngest behind Tampa Bay defensive back group is in Minnesota. You telling me that they're going to stop Aaron Rodgers? And you say, I men, you are saying, well, who's he going to throw it to? This is going to be that game where where Adams has. 15 targets, double-digit catches, and that second guy, Who, if you can predict, is it going to be Scatling or is it going to be uh, Lazard? Is it, if it's one of those two guys, if
2: you can predict which one it's going to be, you're going to get a lot of points. Whoever that second receiver is that leads Green Bay is going to eat. No, that makes sense. And Xavier Rhodes is gone, so he, you know, he's not in Minnesota anymore. So, yeah, I think Devontae Adams is a guy I've been trying to get in my lineup. I, I just think he's going to get a lot of targets. I think Aaron Rodgers should have a nice game. I don't think it'll be a great game, but I think it'll be pretty good. I'm with you. I... I think Green Bay
1: maybe wins this game straight up. That's what I like, and I see it. So many of moving it off that two and a half
2: so you can't get it to three easy, and it's going to two at some places. That goes to tell you everything you need to know. No, I like it. All right, moving along, the Chargers at the Bengals. Man, we get to see Joe Burrow for the first time. We talked a little bit about A.J. Green and what we should expect from him. You know, he's been banged up. Trey's been a little worried about him on one of his fantasy leagues. I have him, too. I'm actually benching him this week for Marlon Mack. I just I want to see it myself. I, I love A.J. Green, but I want to see him healthy on the field before I start him this week. But, I mean, the Chargers are favored in this game by three on the road. Eckler sticks yeah. out here. Now he finally gets the keys to the jalopy, right? He get,
1: he gets to pull out the, the Winnebago. He gets to drive this thing. Can he drive it, though? One thing we know is when he plays at least 60% of the offensive snaps, which now he's going to, he gets at least 18.8 touches a game 98 yards so if you're telling me that he's going to have right around that 20 point uh, 20 touch maybe 20 now that he doesn't have to compete so much and he's going to get you about a hundred and point eight eight touchdowns a game so pretty much averages a touchdown a game man i i I don't see how you can't start him again this week there's a lot of middle tier running backs in the dfs world that you can start that are going to give you
2: maybe the same that mccaffrey can give you no doubt about it and You know, the thing that worries me about A.J. Green this week is, you know, he's going to be going up against Casey Hayward and Chris Harris is there now. So, I mean, there's some, you know, even though Derwin James is out, there's some good corner play with the Chargers. So, be a little careful, you know, with your Bengals this week. And I'm with you. I I like Eckler. I think he's going to have a nice game. You just... What can we expect from Terod Taylor? You know what I mean. He's a guy a lot of people like dialing up in daily fantasy because he'll get you some rushing yards, maybe a little bit of running because the Bengals allowed a league high thirty point
1: six quarterback rush yards per game. If we go back, who Taylor is, that's who he can. He can get out and
2: he can run. Maybe we see a little bit of that. No, I agree with you. This one it should be interesting. And you know, you got to be careful when you're protecting your quarterback, but you also got to be careful and wear a mask. I mean guys, you can't go inside anywhere and not have a mask. They won't let you in. You know, I went... And uh, I had my Boomer Naturals mask on, and I went to lunch the other day, and they took our temperature before they even let us in the restaurant. So, I mean, they're they're going all out to keep people safe and protected, and I felt safe and protected because I had on my Boomer Naturals mask, guys. And the reason why I recommend it is it's so breathable. It's three layer. It's comfortable. It's a highly breathable mask, but it has the nano silver technology that's woven into the fabric, and that's what protects you and it, you know keeps those little droplets from getting in your mouth. So it gives you added protection – I love it. They also have the net gators too. If that's the thing that you're into, they have all sizes. They have sizes for kids. They have different, you know, they design them differently. They have Halloween masks that are out now. So if you want something to, to match for Halloween, you know, maybe your wife does, they have those. And you can also go over to CVS and get them. But I recommend that you go to boomernaturals.com and use promo code Jordan. That's promo code Jordan. And you will get 20% off of your order. So that's a fantastic deal. That's promo code Jordan. And guys, if you spend at least 50 Bucks. They're going to give you free shipping. It's a fantastic deal. We love Boomer Naturals over here at ESPN 97.5. Jerry wears his all the time as well. So, anyway, guys, go over to boomernaturals.com, promo code Jordan, and get it going today. That's boomernaturals.com. Coming up next here, well, everyone's favorite segment. It's going to
1: be Money in My Mind. It's going to get flexy, and we're going to drop it all. It's the Boomer Naturals Boom on ESPN 97.5.
0: My name is Stephen A. Smith, and you're listening to 98.7. Wait, what? I said 98.7. That's my show. (laughs) Let's try this one more time, okay? My name is Stephen A. Smith, and you're listening to 97.5 FM.